Welcome to Soul Social with Dr. Makiba and Friends, the soul-nourishing podcast that takes you on a journey of spirituality, self-discovery, and healing. I'm Dr. Makiba, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this metamorphic path toward embracing your purpose, trusting your intuition, and igniting your inner light. In this episode, my friend Tamasia Johnson and I talk about the power of obedience and why it's so important to use your gifts and follow your lighted path. Take a listen and let me know what you think. Hello, hello, hello. I am Dr. Makiba and I am all for love. My mission is to help souls searching for answers find love and light by illuminating their light path using the power of Reiki and my spiritual gifts. And I'm so happy to extend that to this platform. Now, my goal here is to bring people, my friends, onto the stage so they could share their special gifts too. We talk about all things human, what it is that makes us human and things that get us through this journey called life. It's not easy, but we want it to be fun and insightful as we go along. So today, I'm very happy to welcome Tamasia Johnson. Tamasia's superpower is that she is the right hand that helps people make it happen. She helps to bring ideas, desires, and goals to life. On that journey from point A to B, whether it's a weight loss journey, marketing a business idea, purchasing a home, she really helps people. That's where she comes in. And she is helping me. (laughs) I love it. Come on, Tamasia. Say hello. Where shall we start? Tamasia, we talked about In your intro, your superpower is helping people. And I'm really interested in how you got into that. Tell us a little bit about your journey and Mm -hmm. why it is that you feel it's important to help people in this way. Yes. I want to start this off by saying that for a long time, I fought against it. I went against the natural and and felt very frustrated. Like, why do I always have to be the person to help people get things done, right? When I got over that, I realized that when things get caught, things get missed, right? Mm -hmm. Goals don't get accomplished. Ideas don't get realized. Lives don't get changed. Things don't get done if you don't have a person or team to get you from what's in your heart to see it in real life, to get you from not feeling like yourself to feeling like your best self, from not knowing you can do it to be like, oh my God, I did it. And so a lot of the areas I fall in now have come from personal experience. One, I don't know that you know, is that I used to be 245 pounds. I used to really struggle. I used to have really long natural hair. I used to be very... On the inside, the same, but on the outside, not the same. Right now, I'm like a size eight-ish, right? Okay. Like 18. Even that transition, 
With all of mine, I get really excited. I can do it. I want to help everybody else do it too. So I just noticed the the value in being able to do that. Um, and, and learning to be obedient where it don't always make sense. <laughs> just gotta go with it. And that's, that's how, and it, and it puts me in a place of gratitude to be mm-hmm. able to go from being frustrated, like, wow, I gotta be the person to be like, wow, if I didn't step up, maybe this person wouldn't be off medication. This person wouldn't have confidence. This person wouldn't be able to communicate their message to the world to be able to change lives. So when I think about it from that standpoint, I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. I understand the assignment and I just need to go with it, even though I don't always understand, yeah. you know, <laughs> for sure. I love that. I love that. And of course, that's the topic for this conversation today is being obedient and using our gifts. And so recognizing that that's your superpower is super awesome. I'm happy that you have presented yourself to help me. I mean, I think it's a a cool story how we met. And so I'm going to share that real quick (laughs) because it was very much out of the blue. And when I say out of the blue, I know that that means that it's from God. Okay. The sky is blue. The ocean is blue. When God sends people your way, that's out of the blue. When those things happen, that's out of the blue. So meeting you that fine day, I had no idea that you were going to be helping me to establish myself, helping me to put some language around what it is that I'm doing because I've been called to do some big work, as you know. <laughs> There's like 25 streams of things that I'm trying to do. And you're like, but wait, we need to focus. So I want to turn it over to you so you can ask me some questions and go from there. Okay. I'll share a little bit about what, how we met and, and how it worked and then translate into the question, right? And so those of you who are listening, you know, we have that feeling in our intuition where it's like, I went to this thing. I don't know how I met this person. And now here we are in, in this place, right? And then that person or both of you, your lives get changed in some way where you had no idea. So I'm, I'm thankful that although I'm, you know, I'm learning about Reiki by working with you and you sharing all that you have or what has been planted in you to put out to the world. That's what I want to kick it off with. So you had to just tell the people who are listening, you know, what is it that you have been called to do beyond the Reiki part, beyond the energy part so that you can do what you've been called to do in this world. Yes. Thank you for the question. Thank you for the question. There are some listeners out there that I don't even know, know about the Reiki piece, but it is a major component of this transformation that I've experienced. And so you talked about your weight loss going from a size 18 to a size eight and how that took dedication and and obedience too, because you had to stop some of those behaviors that led you to that point. For me, I got a calling and it was the clear message from God that I was to experience a new me. I didn't know what that new me was going to be, but a big part of it had to do with me going to Reiki 
class learning about energy healing that I started doing because I was having some pain in my back. I was having this mid back pain that was just nagging me for two years. And I went to a a massage therapist regularly, went to a chiropractor regularly, and none of them helped. Then I happened to see this show and they were doing some energy healing. I was like, well, maybe that'll help with me. And so when I went and took my Reiki level one class, I learned number one, that we are all energy beings. So we all have this energy flowing through our bodies and that we all have the ability to heal ourselves and to heal others. And so I was really excited about that. And I started doing my self-healing on myself and my back started feeling a little bit better. And when it would nag me, I would uh, realize that a lot of that had to do with what was going on in my heart chakra, which I had not even really paid attention to before. The heart chakra is right here in the chest in the front, but it extends to the back. It's a whole channel in your body. So learning more about energy, I think, bumped me to a a different level of consciousness, I'll say. And one thing that I didn't realize when I took the Reiki level one class is that it would open me up spiritually. So I was then able to really connect with the spirit realm, (laughs) which I had always known was there. I knew that when my ancestors or when my people passed away, that they lived on the ancestral plane. And I could reach out to my dad and my grandmother and ask them for help and support and send them love and feel them all around. But after that attunement to my Reiki level one energy, I was able to actually communicate with them and hear from them. So that was amazing. (laughs) And I'm still getting used to that. But I also very shortly after the attunement and the connection with my ancestors received messages and downloads and lots of information about what the future held for me. And it was very comforting, but then also very scary because they told me, yeah, I heard, well, and this happened like back in early 22, February, 2022, I heard by July of 22, you're going to open a healing hand center and it will be called Dr. Makiba and friends. And I was like, but wait, I just learned Reiki a week ago. How am I going to do that? I have a full-time job. I am a healthcare executive. That's what I do. (laughs) And I heard very clearly that that was my calling, that I was to spread love and light, that I would do that through Reiki, that I would also be a writer. I would publish books. I would meet people who would come into my life and who would be great friends. Mm -hmm. I will be advised by my ancestors, by my spirit guides, by God, by Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, like all of them. And I feel surrounded and held by them. So long story short, (laughs) I'll try to shorten it a little bit. This is part of it. It's part of the calling. So I'm called to do this Reiki energy work to ignite the light in people, right? So I can, I I stamp my finger and I help people's chakras get back into alignment, but then they have to do the work. So a lot of it is about self-care, self-help, pumping up the energy in folks. That's one thing. I have to write. I have to share my words so that people can hear and be inspired and learn from my story. The other thing is inviting people like yourself to come onto a platform like this to talk about how you help humanity, how you hear 
from God, how you are obedient to what you know that you've been called to do. And, you know, there'll be lots of people who come on this program from all walks of life. And the goal and the idea of that is to show folks that we're all connected. So the way that I met you was very much on purpose. It may have seemed out of the blue, but we know what that means, right? So now that our paths have crossed, we are going to be bigger and better together. That's what it's all about. So I want to, we talked about this before, when you, if you had to share, you know, what is love and life? What does that look like? What does that feel like? How does somebody know if they need some love and light? Or how does someone know they don't have enough love and light? And, right. and what is something that they can do to, you know, have that that essence that you talk about? Yeah, I love that question because in my mind, it makes it's like totally clear. <laughs> love and light. Who doesn't know what love and light is? But I remember a couple years ago, in my own life, in my own body, in my own spirit, thinking that I was okay, Mm -hmm. but being in a relationship and in a work environment too, that just did not satisfy me. I didn't realize it then, but my light had dimmed. So all the things, the essence of me, I had let um, shrink. So the things that I used to enjoy doing, I had kind of stopped doing. Like, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I liked to do. I was just kind of in a funk and I lacked clarity. So when I would think about my job that I was in, I loved the fact that I had a job because especially during the time when COVID popped up and people were losing jobs and, you know, there was this lack of security, I had a job, but I didn't feel a sense of real purpose because I wasn't fully able to help in the way that I like to help. Cause I'm a helper too. In the same way that you are my job prior to the one that I'm currently in was as a strategic planner. So I would help leaders to meet and exceed their goals, help them realize their vision. But I wasn't able to a couple of years ago because of COVID. COVID kind of took away the whole idea of strategy because people were dealing with operational issues and trying to stay afloat. So I had to back up. And during that time, I was thinking about what my next steps would be. What kind of job should I have and what can I do? And I didn't really feel confident, to be honest. Like I didn't know how to take the skills and abilities that I had and even think about what my next steps would be. So I would say that the feeling that I had then, the the lack of direction, the lack of clarity, the lack of purpose, specifically in my job, reflected a dim light. I wasn't my full self. Then in my relationship, I felt at the time that I was not receiving the love that I needed, but I didn't even fully love myself, what was going on with me and my body. I had gained weight. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't just feeling cute. Hello. I feel a lot cuter these days, but I just didn't feel (laughs) good 
in my body. So I, I blamed myself for why my relationship wasn't good. You know, so I didn't feel empowered to speak up about mm-hmm. what it was that I needed. I didn't feel I was being fully seen. So I didn't feel loved. But this the love that I'm talking about now, the love that I feel that people need to strive for is that love of yourself. Mm-hmm. When you love yourself enough, it doesn't really matter what's going on around you because you know what you need. You know what you want. You know what you deserve. And so you don't take shit, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And when you are fully in love with yourself. When I say that, I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. You don't want to be an arrogant jerk about your Mm self-love, but you want to be compassionate and loving and respectful of yourself. And when you are there, when you feel that, then you attract a different kind of love experience Mm -hmm. from the outside. That's the love and light that I'm talking about. For me, it's very warm and very fuzzy. Now that you know what you know and you've experienced what you've experienced, what would be some initial steps someone could take to maneuver their way back to more love, more light, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. power? The number one thing that I always recommend to people is that they pray and meditate. Here we go. Pray and meditate. Pray and meditate. You know, if you don't believe in God, the creator, the universe, or whatever, the prayer could be that you want to see the light. You want to feel the light. You want to be the light. Because if you put it out there, it's like manifestation, right? If you write something down, it's out there. And then you can get closer and closer to it. So you pray. I want to add one thing because sure. um, when we pray, you also got to be obedient, right? So where does that fall into all of this as well? What would you say? That comes with the meditation part, right? Okay. So the prayer is us talking. God is who I pray to. God, please show me the light. Please show me the light. I know the light is within me. I know the light is surrounding me, but God, please show me the light. And then I meditate. So the prayer and meditation are aligned because at that point, then I breathe and I ground myself and I listen. I think that's what a lot of people miss out on, that pause, that listening, that waiting to hear and receive. And so in my meditation, that's when I get the clearest messages because I'm silent, I'm quiet, I'm still, I'm focusing on my breathing, I'm focusing on my my breath, my heartbeat. But that's when I can really hear the voice within and the voice of my spirit guides and ancestors and God. So when I hear and receive messages, sometimes they stick and I know what I'm supposed to do. Other times I write it down and I'm like, okay, I have to ponder this because sometimes the messages are like, hmm, really? I'm going to do what, when, why, how? You know, you have questions. But what I found is that when I listen, when I receive, 
when I accept and when I'm obedient, that's when things flow. That's when things flow. So it all ties together in my mind. Yeah. And what's, what about if maybe I'll speak for myself and you just yeah. shared something that I didn't actually know. We know, we know or have heard to pray, but then just now you mentioned that the meditation is where we need to listen. Yes. So I just realized, I'm like, maybe I'm doing this thing out of order, right? I mean, I'm meditating, but I should have prayed first so that I can meditate and listen. And, and that way it all, you know, kind of flows together. But yeah. what would someone do if they're not hearing anything or they don't like what they hear? They don't understand how to decode what they hear, what mm -hmm. they're doing. You know, what would somebody, what would someone then do? That's number two. Number two is to really explore, explore and figure out where you can draw knowledge and information, where you can draw support. And I am a person that can help with that. With Reiki energy healing, I'm able to tap into people's energetic bodies and auras and help align them where they're blocked. Because sometimes you can't hear, see, feel, know, because your chakras are out of alignment. So you come to someone like me who does Reiki. I can use my energy to help move your energy to open you up so that you can receive better. When you leave my space or my table and I do Reiki on Zoom, I can do it by phone. There's, you know, distance Reiki is really a thing. It really works. Or you come into my studio, we talk and we do Reiki on you. But the key is when you leave, you have to do your own self-care and your work and your follow-up. Follow the recommendations. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to say pray and meditate every day, twice a day. <laughs> Practice. If you don't know how to do it, reach out. I have a meditation group that gets together several times a week. So you can dial in on Zoom and meditate with us. A lot of times I'll tell people to implement some kind of energetic self-care. So if the issue is in the third eye or in the crown chakra, you'll use your hands and do various positions to try to balance the, the energy flow in those areas. If you want to learn more about how to do self-care or even how to help others, right? Your family members, your friends, your pets even, you can take a Reiki level one class. If you want to take that a little bit further, you can take a Reiki level two class and just learn what it means to move the energy. And it's so empowering. I totally, totally recommend it. Even if you don't want to do it for a living, like you don't have to have a Reiki practice to be a Reiki practitioner. You don't have to, you know, sell your services. You don't, you just really, the main thing, the Highlight, I think, is doing self-care and being able to get yourself back in order if you're off for whatever reason. Now, if you don't want to learn Reiki, and I don't know why you wouldn't, <laughs> you can always come back to me and I can help. But my goal for my clients is to help them to be able to balance themselves, to take care of themselves so that they can help others. That is part of my mission in terms of spreading the love and spreading the light, because 
me knowing how to do it is going to help only a certain number of people. But once you learn how to do it, you can help more and, and they can help more. And it just spreads and spreads and spreads. So that's the goal. Good. And I want to share my, my short experience with you doing some energy healing work on me, especially me, because I know there's people who have messaged me on Instagram, like, how was it? Was it, you know, what did you feel like? And so, you know, I think for me, it was, it confirmed things. Mm. I was like, oh, I had been feeling that. I was like, oh, I didn't know I was on the right track. And so it doesn't always, at least for me, it doesn't always have to be a bad thing that has happened or a bad thing that's going on. Right. Sometimes it, for me, it's like, oh, I'm on the right track. Oh, I yeah. do feel that big manifestation coming now. You know what I mean? To, to keep going in that sense. And I remember the first time I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> but the second time I was like, oh, I feel the heat on my head, you know, like, yeah. Just even being open to an experience like that to bring you closer to a calling or closer to a gift or just closer to the next step is yeah. also where it can fall in line too. I wanted to share that because I think sometimes you feel like it has to be a bad thing or it has okay. to be a traumatic experience, which it could be, but maybe it's just a sign like, okay, I am on the right track, right? Yeah. I do need to go left and get that one position that's been on my heart and things like that. I'm grateful because these last couple months, us doing our thing together, I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> and I want to share one other thing because I have to go to Bible study and they're already worshiping without me. So when I first met Dr. McKeever, right, I got a bracelet from her. And I I'll never forget this, actually. There was a guy who came up right after me. He was like, I want, a, I want the brown one. And I was just like, I don't think it worked like that. And she had me, I didn't know, but that's not what we did. And you had me kind of move my hand around the different bracelets to see which one gave me the feels because that was the energy that I probably needed. So I wanted to drop that tip too. And we're thinking about bracelets and energy healing and who to call and what to do. That's just something for you guys to know that Dr. McKeever is the bomb.com. Oh. <laughs> I had a lot of fun chatting with you and I'm only leaving because I have to honor my commitment. Yeah. Okay. Now I know you have to go. I'm so glad that you joined us, but before you go real quick, I just wanted to okay. put a little note there that Tamasia's from the Bronx. Okay. <laughs> I am from the Bronx. Okay. <laughs> Bronx girls are all that. <laughs> I'm from Yay. the Bronx. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you and talk to you again very soon. Come on, yeah, be rich and I roll, be rich and I roll, be rich and I roll. Josh, show us the light. <laughs>